Welcome to Frontline Nursing, a NurseMinder production that gives you an insider's look into the daily life of nursing from those who are currently working on the front line. Whether you're considering nursing as a profession, you're currently studying nursing, or maybe you're a nurse in transition, this show will give you some behind the scenes looks into information to help you guide your career. Today's episode is all about women's health and working in the NICU. So get those note apps and pens and papers ready because today is going to be another great show. Today on Frontline Nursing, we are joined by Haley Reed, an LPN who has been working since 2017 and who began her career in women's health and has finally found her position in the NICU. Welcome to the show, Haley. Thank you. Thanks for coming. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Me too. I know many of the students who want to work in with children or pediatrics or the NICU think it's really um, not something they can achieve right away, but I'm hoping we can dispel some of those myths today. Mm-hmm. So let's just get started by maybe sharing a little bit about how you even found your way to nursing. I always want to know why nursing for you. Well, unfortunately, it was more of a personal experience for me. Um, when I was in grade eight, my mom got diagnosed with cancer. So we spent a lot of time in the hospitals getting surgeries and treatments and all that. And the nurses were really kind and like really took care of us not even just my mom but like us as a whole family it was very patient family-centered care which really inspired me to become a nurse and my sister she's older and she did the same thing she went into her RN um, and then I kind of followed her footsteps and I heard about her talking about it in school and everything so when I graduated I decided to apply for the LPN program Okay, and so you mentioned she went into the the BN program and you chose the LPN. Was there anything that you um, considered that made you decide LPN over the BN program? I didn't know if I would like it Mm -hmm. um, because I was kind of squeamish and didn't like needles and blood and guts. Um, So I just wanted to do the LPN program to see if I would enjoy it instead of investing the full four years into the RN. Yeah, and so when did you know in that transition from being a student curious to being a student going, yeah, this is something I think I want to know? What was that moment like for you? Um, I don't even know exactly when that moment happened, but I just knew that like, I didn't want to do anything else as a career. I just really enjoyed either like going to school, learning, clinicals, like... I never had a moment where I was like, oh, this is not for me. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, when you went in, because you have this um, unfortunate family history that kind of led you towards the nursing profession, did you think you wanted to be in oncology? Was that part of your plan originally, or how did that? No, I didn't really have a specific area when I started school being like oh I want to go into this area I left it really open book and wanted to see like what my clinicals if I enjoyed my clinicals and if see if that were to lead me somewhere Um, I ended up really enjoying surgery I love surgery I did my final preceptorship in surgery and I thought that's where I would end up but tables have turned and it completely switched on me and you found yourself in women's. Yeah. How long did it take you to get that first job? Honestly, it took me about five months. Mm-hmm. It took me a really long time. I graduated in May, 
and I wasn't applying for positions right away. Well, originally I thought I was going to get hired on from my final preceptorship. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe assumption. A lot of people hope for that. Yeah, and the unit manager like loved me. He was like, send me your resume and we'll get this all sorted. So it sounded very, very hopeful. Um, but then he ended up going on a like a leave, like a short-term disability leave. He had to get a surgery of some sort. And so he sent me an email and was like, we'll get this solved when I am back in two weeks or something. And then he ended up never coming back. Oh, and then the you the new manager was like, well, I don't know you or how you work. So kind of fell through. Oh, that's heartbreaking. It was, it was. I really loved my final preceptorship, but I really do believe everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. As now I'm in my dream job that I didn't even know was my dream job. <laughs> oh, that's so true, right? You just never know where nursing will take you. You never know what you're gonna like or dislike. Exactly, so after that, I wasn't really applying right away because I just really want to focus on my um, exam oh, with right. the, yeah my licensing exam so I was just studying and studying and once I found out I wrote my exam and I found out I passed I started applying yeah <laughs> best, <laughs> best day ever um, I started applying to every and any position anywhere mm-hmm. just yeah AHS Covenant Health anything I just was applying on everything because I just wanted to get my foot in the door yes um and didn't even get emails calls back nothing like it was so difficult and it was so discouraging mm-hmm. so yeah I was like about finally it was like I think at this point it was four months and I was just so exhausted of and frustrated (laughs) and finally I turned to my sister because my sister's RN and she graduated the year before I graduated from my LPN because she was doing her RN two years before I started my schooling yeah or yeah anyway she graduated the year before me (laughs) so she was already working for a year so in women's, she got a casual position in women's, and finally I turned to her and I was like, Emily, like you need to help me. I am so frustrated. I don't know what to do. And she was like, Okay, well let me email my like the casual supervisor for women's and see what I can do. So my sister ended up emailing her, and she was like, Yeah, just give her my email and tell her to send a resume in. So that's exactly what I did. I ended up emailing the casual supervisor for women's, um, my resume and cover letter. And then she, yeah, just emailed me back saying your interviews this day. It was my very first interview ever. Wow. I never gotten an interview or anything before because all the other positions never called me back. Mm-hmm. Um, and but again luckily my sister worked there and she kind of helped me or tried to remember some of the questions they asked her in her interview and there's all mostly just like oh name an experience when you had a conflict or all those general questions 
but me being a brand new grad I could only use my examples from like clinicals or preceptorship and everything but yeah I ended up getting the position so it was my very first interview very first job and then yeah I was working there casual float postpartum so mom healthy moms and healthy babies after delivery and gyne surgery I did and I floated to three different units for about a year okay so hashtag adulting all of a sudden hit <laughs> yeah very much so it was nice though because casual was a good ease into it because I could kind of pick up however much I want or however little I wanted Mm-hmm. And then on your off days, were you kind of reading and studying to get better for that particular unit, or were you just kind of recovering and going, oh my gosh, I can't believe how tiring this is? Um, yeah, a little bit of both. I was just mainly, like, when I was at work, I was, like, in, invested 110% about, like, knowing everything and improving and getting better. But then, yeah, on my off days, I was more just relaxing and trying to adjust to the shift work schedule because switching from days to nights and evenings because they only did eight hour shifts was exhausting it was a hard hit you know having been off and, and taking that time to try and find that first career i don't know if you had another job in the background that you were you know working at in the meantime but it is a transition when you're doing shift work Nights, yeah. What were some of the strategies that you used to um, adjust to that and kind of get into your own routine? Well, well, being casual, I could book my own shifts and everything. So I would try to like book myself like a week straight of days if I could, or a weeks and a week straight of nights. Like I tried to bunch them together in clumps so I could try and be on the same schedule for at least like a decent amount of time, but. Being casual, they only need like a day shift here and a night shift there or whatever. And if I want to work and make money, I had to just take what I could get. Mm-hmm. So kind of hard, but I would try to do my best to be like, okay, I'm clumping through these three days together or and this week and three nights together that week. So I could at least stay in the same sleep schedule for a few days. Yeah. Not switching back and forth all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have troubles with sleep? I've been very lucky. I sleep very well. (laughs) (laughs) I have always slept very well. My mom said since I was a kid, like since I was like three months old, I would sleep like 10 hours straight through the night. Like Mm -hmm. I've never had a problem with sleeping. I adjusting to that schedule and the brain fog that happens with it. Hey, yeah exactly but yeah on nights I usually try and snap all day and then I'll stay up all night and I could sleep basically straight through from like 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. straight that's amazing it's lucky yeah yeah that is not a skill I have I am a morning person so it doesn't matter what time I go to bed when the sun comes up my body is like awake and wants to go it's hard for me to sleep yeah, no, I'm very lucky. I'm sure it might change as I get a little bit older, too. Because a lot of the nurses I work with, they say the same thing. They're like, yeah, when I was your age, I could sleep anytime, any day, like, any place. But yeah. I'm, sh- I'm very lucky for now. It's not 
bugging me as much. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want to go back quickly just to the interview and the time that it took you to find that first job. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's uncommon. And I think um, people who are coming into nursing should be aware, especially in today's political climate, where we have a lot of budget rollbacks, you know, cutbacks, uh, jobs being eliminated or lost. And so it's probably going to feel like it takes even a little longer now to get that first position within oh. one of those public organizations. But when totally. you were going through that waiting period, was your sister like, did she know that you were struggling? Was she kind of offering you to try to, try to, try to help you out there? Or what, when did you really kind of connect with her and say, listen, I know you're on the inside and I need some tips? Um, no, well, see, I think it was a little bit of like me being stubborn um and my look I don't recall my sister ever like coming to me being like do you need help but I also wasn't asking her for any yet because she was always my sister was always very passionate about women's health so that was my sister's dream job was getting that job mm. um and again I don't want to say I'm not passionate about women's health or anything because I am but like I don't at that time yeah, I just didn't think, because she was all she's yeah was always like doing those parades and marching, and she did her final preceptorship in the abortion clinic, and that was like her passion, and just seeing like her passion, and I was like, yeah, I'm interested in it, but I don't think I love that, so I was like, I kind of wanted to try and get a position in surgery because I knew I was like, oh, I really loved my preceptorship there, and I was still I think kind of a little heartbroken that I didn't get onto that unit um, after I was done. And yeah, I think I was just being stubborn, trying to like, I didn't want to ask her for help or I almost like didn't want to be in women's mm. um, until I was like, I'm going to try and exhaust all my options. So yeah, I was applying and applying and applying and just was getting nothing and nothing and nothing. And then finally, when I was like at my breaking point, I was like, Emily, you need to help me at this point. I just need to get my foot in the door. And that's kind of when I got this interview and I got this job, that's all I thought. I was like, okay, I'm, my foot's in the door. Now I can maybe try and branch into other places. And then I f fell in love. <laughs> yeah. Were you feeling like you were about to give up at that point? Like before you approached her, were you going to end your breaking point with nursing? I was. I was very frustrated and de just defeated. Yeah. And yeah, I just didn't know if I was like ever going to get a position and I felt like um sorry that's okay my phone is dying uh oh like those commercials <laughs> I'm dying anybody got a cord <laughs> actually my cord's right here but I just have to unravel it no worries no worries um technical difficulties this is the you know yeah TV <laughs> <laughs> I did hear, you know, as you're hooking in there, I will share that, you know, as having taught thousands of students, I do have them reach out to me and say, listen, I'm really struggling. Like, how do I get an interview? And I have struggled as well being a seasoned nurse with a great amount of experience in a lot of different areas mm -hmm. and not get a call for an interview or not even get a thank you letter or anything. So it's not, it's not because you're new that you're not getting those. Yeah. Just that sometimes those positions are posted as a formality because they already have somebody who's lined up for it but they need to follow a process that to me is probably about 50 percent of the job postings 
Exactly. And then of course an internal candidate who applies has priority. And so there's just a process that makes it really difficult for an external candidate to get their foot in the door. So I just want people listening to know that don't take this personally. It has nothing to do with your experience or lack of experience or your, maybe it is your resume. You want to check that out. I can't really say it's not your resume. Yeah. Um, but just to know that even seasoned nurses who are trying to get into the workforce are struggling as well for a lot of reasons. So. Yeah. Oh, totally. And well, I, now I'm in my position, my dream job, and I see all those things. Like I see, I got hired on as a permanent originally, and um, when I or a cat, no, what am I trying to say? A temporary position originally, and um, and then yeah, when it was ending my manager came up to me and she's like oh like I have to post to the permanent position online like you have to apply for it but it's yours because you're the only one that's needing a permanent position like that's yeah. an LPN here right now so like I can see how I see it I'm like she still had to post it online but she's like it's mine like she was like it's yours like there's no other candidate so I could see like new people or people applying to it being like, oh, like I really would love to apply to this and not hearing anything back because yeah, little did they know it was like already given to me, but she just had to follow the protocol of posting it. That's right. Yeah. And you like, have every box that says, yes, I have this, I have this, I have this, plus I have more and I have the experience in that area. And you're wondering why am I not getting that? Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's important for people not to take it personally. It's sometimes just a matter of protocol. Yes. So I know you've mentioned a few times you have your dream job, and I'm really excited to talk about it. And I'm sure those who are listening who want to work with babies too are excited to hear. When, at what point during your women's career, when you were working with women, did you realize that this was your passion? Um, well, you're like, I want to do this forever. Well, yes. Yeah, starting when I first started, um, I started falling in love. I loved working postpartum. And surprisingly, because um, I would float to gynae surge as well, and I thought I was really gonna like it because I was like, oh, I love surgery. And that was like what I always kind of was trying or wanting to do. Um, and I hated it. I hated gynae surge and I loved postpartum. It was like the opposite of what I can imagine. So I'd always pick up on postpartum. It was so busy because we could have up to five moms and five babies. So 10 patients that you needed to do vitals on, assess, chart, all the protocols if there are any for the babies and the moms. It was it could be so busy, but it was just so rewarding helping those moms like either welcome their first brand new baby and helping teach them how to like breastfeed or encouraging them and showing them the first baby bath and it was just more like it was such a happy nursing it was so rewarding and it was yeah not sad it was I just fell in love with it it was really nice and then yeah I was working there for about I worked there for a year total, but I think around eight or seven to eight months, I was like, I really want to go to the NICU. I was like, I love working with babies, um, and I kind of wanted to challenge myself. I was getting so comfortable there. Like When I first started, I would struggle, and I think that's any new hire in any position. You struggle with your patient load. and 
you just want to make sure you're doing everything and you're not missing everything especially if I had 10 patients I feel like I was running around and my time management was terrible but after seven to eight months I was so comfortable and I could my time management was great I was doing everything it wasn't a challenge anymore it was just easy and I'm the type of person that really likes to challenge and push myself. So I was like, I kind of want to go to the NICU. And I, at first, I didn't even know LPNs could go to the NICU. Um, but this girl my sister worked with in women's too, this was before I got hired. She went to the NICU and she's an LPN. My sister's like, let me like give you her number so you can ask her some questions about it. And I was like, okay, like that would be great because, yeah, I don't even really know really much about the NICU or what LPNs can do there or what they can't do there. So my sister gave me her number and I messaged her and just, yeah, asked like, what do LPNs do there? Like how many LPNs are there? And she told me like, yeah, LPNs only work on like level two, it's called, which is the less acute area of the NICU. Yeah, the feeders and the growers, we call them. Yes, exactly. Um, and yeah, she was like, there's about 15 LPNs total on that unit compared to they have about 250 nurses. So only 15 of them are LPNs. So it's very small. For LPNs, which again was a little bit discouraging for me. I was like, oh, there's no room for me, or like there's very little opportunity, it felt like. Um, and I was like, okay, well, thank you for answering all my questions. Like, I'm really interested in the NICU. And she was like, oh, if I hear of any postings that are going to get posted, for LPNs, I'll let you know, because again, the managers send out emails to all the staff about when they're going to post a position. Oh, interesting. Um, a little internal recruiting. Exactly, yeah. Or like for people who are on temporary positions, if they want to apply to full-time positions or type thing. But even for the temporary or temporary positions, they send out an email being like, just so you know, we're going to post some new temps available. and. So yeah, the staff gets it first before they actually post it. So this is why I say I felt like I was very lucky and I fell into this position because the story how I got this position is kind of crazy. Mm. Um, but last November, I decided to backpack across Thailand for an entire month. So I was in Thailand, I had about two weeks left of my trip, or two and a half weeks left of my trip, and who messages me on Instagram actually was my sister's friend who I was originally talking to, and she was like, Haley, they just posted an LPN temporary position yesterday, it closes on Friday, apply to it. And wow. I was like, <laughs> in like I don't have my resume, I don't have it, I'm like in Thailand. <laughs> well, exactly. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, what? So I 
here I am on my phone in Thailand trying to like log on to my Alberta Health Services email or anything. Of course, it won't let you because yeah. you're in no, Thailand. Yeah, no, they're like access denied. Like, who are you trying to hack our stuff? Probably. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I just want to apply on this position. So luckily for me, I texted my sister and I was like, Emily, you need and luckily for whatever reason before I left to Thailand I updated my resume hmm. like I think it was around the time when I was talking to Vanessa I was like I should update my resume so I just updated it I all I really had to throw on there was that I was working at Royal Alex because it was my first and only position yeah um, so it was really easy so I just updated updated it so I texted my sister and I was like Emily you need to log on to my information you need to go to this posting you need to <laughs> apply for it for me my resume is on my laptop it's under this name you need to and my cover letter yeah I was like you just need to like yeah. a slightly adjust my cover letter to <laughs> to say so it matches the yeah, posting so luckily, my sister, again, helping me out, <laughs> um, applied for this position for me. And then I just went about my trip and my vacation. And I was flying home at the beginning of December. And I landed in Vancouver. It ended up being literally, Mon it was a Monday morning, 7 a.m. in Vancouver. So I turn on my cell phone for the first time in a month <laughs> and I immediately go and listen to my voicemails and I had a voicemail from the job position. They sent it on or yeah, they left the voicemail on Wednesday. So now it's it's Monday. So it's been like four or five days later. Right, you're starting to stress out thinking, oh my God, they're going to think I don't want this. Yes, exactly. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I immediately call, like immediately. And like, again, thank gosh, it was Monday morning, 7 a.m. So all the managers were in office. And I was like, hi, my name is Haley Reed. I got your voicemail. I won the lottery. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I got, I got you. I heard that you left me a voicemail on Wednesday about a job. Um, interview I was like I was wondering if it was still available I was like I'm so sorry but I was out of the country and I was just kind of panicked and started rambling and she was like oh you are very lucky because this is the last day we're accepting interviews oh my goodness and she was like the only slot we have available is tomorrow at 8 a.m. and I was like it's mine okay yeah. <laughs> hang up or she like kind of gave me a few details about where to go and kind of stuff and what to do and I was like hung up and then the panic set in I was like one I'm not even like home yet I'm still in Vancouver <laughs> I was like my interviews in like 24 hours I had to get all these because I was internal so I had to get two references but I had to like start emailing and texting and calling because they wanted my my current manager and someone I worked with 
So I had to email my manager to see if she was able to do that for me, like literally in a day. And I was emailing all the people I worked with, all the charge nurses I worked with and everything to see if they would do it for me, like literally in a day. I was like, I'm so sorry, this is so last notice, but like, can someone help me? And then I had to write a math exam because the NICU is very acute. So I was like, had to study for a math exam. I had to get my references. I had to print off my CPR and my neonatal um, resuscitation because I had to take that in postpartum. Um, So they're like, if you have that, print that off. And I literally just had a list of things to do. And of course, try and prepare myself for interview questions again so the panic set in and I was panicking I wasn't even home so I couldn't even start really printing things off or doing anything other than I just immediately started trying to message people on Facebook and email my manager about the references and it was crazy so when I find out yeah well, that part comes, <laughs> the part is coming. <laughs> so I get home, super excited. I'm start trying to study for my math exam, study for my interview. Of course, I'm, yeah, super jet lagged. I fall asleep at like five or 6 p.m., wake up at four in the morning and I'm up, like mm-hmm. dead awake. Yeah. Um, couldn't sleep so of course I was up at 4 a.m. like I'm super anxious and antsy at this point so I'm like getting ready for my interview I'm just pacing around the house um going to the interview and of course like at 8 a.m. I am like dead tired again like jet-lagged feel like I had hit a brick wall exhausted write this math exam and it was like I barely passed you're allowed to get three wrong and I got three wrong oh my goodness and the kind of administrator lady that was helping me she was like she's it she was like this is weird I've never seen this before she's like you got all the hard questions that everyone gets right or that everyone else gets wrong you got those right and I messed up on like the easy small little things Mm -hmm like the first page was just moving decimals and I was just so tired I missed a decimal space like little tiny things just because I was so tired she's like I've never seen this before you got all the hard complex questions right and she's like that never happens and I was like it's like I'm just so tired like it was just little, like like a blink of an eye moving a decimal space I got wrong but I she's like just so you know you can't make these small mistakes when you're working and I'm like I know like this is not usually me I'm just jet lagged and she's like you're jet lagged and I was like yeah I just got home from Thailand like literally at 4 p.m. yesterday she's like oh well she's like I'll make sure to let managers know that (laughs) and I was like oh it's okay like I don't need excuses or anything like you're just sharing the information yeah yeah and um yeah, so then I was waiting for my interview and yeah, I got into, I walked into my interview and the first thing, the one manager, because it was two managers, um, the first thing the one manager said to me, she's like, Haley, you look really tired. And I was like, 
yeah I was like I'm very jet-lagged I just got home from Thailand yesterday and then the other manager was the one I talked on the phone and she was like oh my gosh Thailand she's like I thought when you said you were out of country it was just maybe in the states or something yeah she's like I could have probably been more flexible and rearranged the interview for you like for later this week <laughs> and I was like it's okay I'm here now I was like I just am so happy I got this opportunity I was like I thought I would have missed it out completely mm-hmm. so yeah then they went through the interview with me and I was really surprised they had asked like nothing about babies um, it was all just behavioral behavioral questions exactly yeah. um, which is pretty common in most interviews because they're really testing your characteristics and your character yes yeah, yeah. Because anybody yeah. can learn theory, anybody can learn tasks. It's, are you going to be a worker of value for us? Yeah, which I guess makes sense. But just, I don't know, I just assumed like being in like the NICU, it's strictly like intensive yeah. care for neonates. I was at least expecting a random question about a baby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly can take a while to get that first job. And Haley has done a great job at expressing the challenges and how she overcame that in her journey. Now head on over to your membership area and hear a little bit more about what an NICU nurse does on a day-to-day basis. Learn about some of the patient load and some of the challenges working with our little bambinos. And when you join, if you're not a member today, if you do join at FrontlineNursingPodcast.com, you will get your free quick start pack for nurses. See you there.